Welcome to Beyond Great Sex, the podcast that will revolutionize your sex life. I'm Morgan Horn, I'm a sex and intimacy coach, and I am going to give you the tools to create the mind-blowing sex life that you've been craving. When you apply the teachings from this podcast, you will drop the shame, limiting beliefs, and everything else that has been keeping you from enjoying the intimacy that you were designed to experience. Instead, you will unleash your unlimited potential, sexual and beyond. When you work with me, great sex is only the beginning. We're going beyond. Hello, lovelies. How's your week going so far? I'm quite excited because we have some friends visiting soon and this couldn't happen at a better time because I'm starting to feel that January eh, kind of feeling, you know, it's winter. I wake up at 6 a.m. and it's still dark outside. It's relatively cold. It gets dark early too, like 5.30 p.m. I live in the south of France, which is beautiful, but also very seasonal, meaning that it's wonderful between May and September when all the tourists are here. But right now, many places are shut. Not much is happening. I'm basically bored. Voilà. So I'm happy that friends are coming to provide the entertainment. Okay, enough about me. We have some important business to tend to. Let's talk about erectile dysfunction. And I realized that the title I chose for today's episode, When He Can't Get It Up, might offend some penis owners out there, but the point was to lighten the mood because I really want to de-dramatize the situation here. I think that erectile dysfunction is again one of these subjects that is way too taboo and that we make such a big deal of when it doesn't always have to be this serious and dramatic situation when we know what we're dealing with and how to handle it. Also, studies show that more than 50% of men who are 40 and above experience some form of erectile dysfunction at some point, so we might as well talk about it openly. As you know, through this podcast, I'm primarily talking to women with the goal to help women free themselves from all that gets in the way of their pleasure. So although we're going to talk about penis issues today, and there's definitely going to be valuable information for penis owners, I just wanted to give you a heads up that today I want to address the concerns of the women who date men who struggle getting or keeping their erection. I hear from clients that they feel rejected, that they worry that their partner no longer desires them as much, that the passion is gone. I hear from them that they are dissatisfied, that their partner isn't able to stay hard long enough for them to reach an orgasm. They tell me that they worry that they're not able to arouse their partner or that they're not doing things right. I hear from clients that they feel pressure when they're having sex because they worry that he's going to lose his erection and feel insecure and that as a result, they're unable to let go and enjoy the moment. They're afraid to do or say the wrong thing during sex. They feel so self-conscious and are so hypervigilant that they're unable to be present and feel all the pleasurable sensations. My clients tell me that what seems to have started as a problem in the bedroom now becomes a wider intimacy issue where they feel less connected and close to their partner, constantly walking on eggshells, trying to boost their man's confidence in vain. And I hear you. Having a partner who struggles with his erection can be really challenging. That being said, a lot of the pain we feel comes from what we make it mean that our partner can't get it up. And this suffering is totally unnecessary and avoidable. Let me share with you some insights from a session I had with a client this week. We'll call her Melanie. 
And then I'll tell you what really is behind erectile dysfunction, and I'll share some tips to help yourself and your man through it. Melanie was telling me that her husband has been struggling having and keeping an erection lately, and that this had never happened to them before. Now, for background, Melanie is 40, her husband is 10 years older, they have been together for over 15 years and have two children. She shared that she tries to keep positive, that she knows that her husband loves her, but deep down she feels scared that things will never be the same because this started happening when her body changed dramatically. She had surgery last year to remove part of her stomach and she lost over 50 kilos since. That's over 100 pounds. Her husband has mentioned to her that he feels like he got a new wife. She also noticed that they started having sex less often, and now he struggles keeping his erection. Melanie's brain immediately went to, he desires me less, he preferred the old me, now I have saggy skin, he doesn't like touching me the way he used to, it's a turn off for him, we've lost the passion we had, etc., etc. But we started talking and I asked her what else might be going on for him. And as we discussed this, she realized a lot of things. That her husband is probably scared to lose her. He's afraid that now that she has changed so much, she's no longer going to be attracted to him and we'll expect him to change too. She lost over 50 kilos, but he hasn't. He's still big. And now she eats differently, dresses differently. She has this new confidence and gets more attention from men when they go out. She's basically rocking the boat, changing the rules of the game he's been used to playing for the past 15 years, and it feels unsettling for him. She also realized that they started having sex less often because she went through a lot of post-op discomfort and changes in her body, and that she initiates sex way less often than she used to. She remembered that the pasture has been particularly challenging for him at work and that he's been very tired, less motivated to go out and party like they used to. And we also discussed the fact that he turned 50 and that although it doesn't mean that he's bound to have erectile problems, age can be a factor. Basically, her brain started seeing a million other reasons that could explain why her husband is struggling with his erection, reasons that have nothing to do with her being less attractive. Just like that, Melanie was able to drop the added unnecessary suffering of what she made it mean about her and the relationship that this is happening. And from that place of neutrality and feeling reassured, we were able to discuss what we can do from there. So if your partner has been experiencing erectile dysfunction and you've been worrying about him desiring you less, being less attracted to you and turned on by you, I want you to ask yourself the same question. What else might be going on for him? Because trust me, I'd be willing to bet that this has nothing to do with you whatsoever. Honestly, I don't care if you've been together for 20 years, if you've lost or gained weight, if you've been through an illness that has changed your body. His erectile problems have nothing to do with you or your level of attractiveness. They also don't have anything to do with you not doing the right thing to arouse him. And even if your partner stopped desiring you, and I'm still sure it's not the case, it still wouldn't mean you're any less desirable. That's just one person's opinion at a specific point in time. But that's a whole other discussion, and I don't want to digress too much. So what causes erectile dysfunction? ED can come from physical health issues like high blood pressure, diabetes, being overweight, 
hormone imbalances, or even having unhealthy habits like smoking or drinking too much. So it's always good to check with a doctor that all is well if your partner has been struggling with his erection. But more often than not, ED is psychological and happens as a stress response. And that's what I want to dive into a little deeper today. If you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard me talk about our nervous system and the fact that we have the sympathetic nervous system, also known as the emergency response, the fight or flight mode, and the parasympathetic nervous system, also known as the relaxation response, the rest and digest mode. And I've explained that emotions like stress and anxiety trigger our emergency response. I've also explained how when a woman's emergency response is activated, it can kill her libido, it can make it really hard for her to feel pleasure, and virtually impossible for her to reach an orgasm. Well, the same can happen to men. When a man's emergency response is activated, his body directs the blood to his essential organs to keep him alive. That's the brain, the heart, and the lungs. I'm sorry to say that the penis doesn't count as an essential organ. It would be great if it did, but a man can technically live without a penis, not without a heart, brain, or set of lungs. This mechanism is a survival thing. It has allowed men and women, for that matter, to stay alive for thousands of years. That way, if you get bit in the arm by a tiger or a shark, you don't bleed out immediately and have a chance at survival. And when you think about it, when your emergency response is activated because you're being chased by a wild animal, you don't want to be all relaxed and turned on with a big boner, do you? You want to be quick on your feet and to get out of this situation alive. And another physiological change that happens when our emergency response is activated is that we tense up. We clench our muscles like an armor around our organs. But what that does is it traps blood into the muscles, further restricting the blood flow to other areas, like the penis. Now, these survival mechanisms are very effective, but they're not so great for your man's erection. To have an erection, the opposite needs to happen. We need to activate the relaxation response, the rest and digest mode. The problem is that our lifestyle has evolved way faster than our brain mechanisms have. The kind of stresses that trigger our emergency response nowadays are hardly a matter of survival in most cases. Most of us aren't being chased by wild tigers on most days, right? But work stress, the fear of being rejected by our partner, financial worries, the anxiety around not pleasing our partner sexually, these are enough to trigger that emergency response. Not to mention that oftentimes, unlike a tiger chasing you, where if you manage to escape, you eventually manage to relax, some of the stresses we face today, like for instance, worrying about not being able to pay bills at the end of each month, these become chronic stresses. And before you know it, your sympathetic nervous system is constantly under alert. So if we think back to the example of Melanie, her husband's thoughts that she changed so much that she might no longer be attracted to him, his thoughts that he might lose her, his worries about work, etc., would be causing enough stress in his body to trigger his emergency response, making it difficult for him to keep his erection. It's not for a lack of desire or sexual arousal. In fact, liking someone quote-unquote too much can cause erectile dysfunction. I experienced this firsthand with a partner. 
at the start of the relationship, he felt a lot of pressure. He told himself that the stakes were high because he had never felt such strong feelings for anyone else before and was afraid to lose me. He told himself that I was too good for him. He was afraid to not please me in and out of the bedroom. And as a result, he would often lose his erection during sex. And it drove him crazy because he had never wanted anyone as much as he wanted me. So a lack of desire was definitely not the problem here, quite the opposite. It was his insecurities around losing me that activated his emergency response. And just for the anecdote, although deep down I knew how much he was attracted to me, my brain of course went to, oh my God, is it me? Is he not aroused enough with me? But I was able to coach myself out of this nonsense so I could show up the way I wanted to show up with him and for him. And long story short, we managed to overcome this pretty quickly together and ended up having amazing sex. Just to say that if my story had a happy ending, so can yours. So to sum this up, if your partner struggles having or keeping his erection, it has nothing to do with you, okay? Please spare yourself the unnecessary self-doubt and mean thoughts about your desirability and so on. Instead, get curious about what his stressors might be. What do you think might be triggering his nervous system? Now, I won't lie to you. You won't be able to, quote-unquote, fix the situation for your partner, as much as I helped my partner back then, he was willing to do the work on himself, to talk about it openly, to be vulnerable and share what was going on for him, and to take ownership of what he was creating too. He didn't hide behind excuses or try to blame me or something else for his insecurities. And it takes emotional maturity and courage to face these things, especially for men are socialized to believe that showing any sign of vulnerability is weak and who are also socialized to believe that having issues with their penis is the end of the world and a sign that they're not real men. So what can you do if your partner has erectile issues? Well, first of all, you can reassure him that this really isn't the end of the world, that a majority of men experience issues with their erection one day or another, and you can share all that you've learned through this episode. Let your partner know that he's not alone in this, that there is a quite simple and logical explanation behind what he's experiencing, and most importantly, that there are solutions. But do understand that it is not your fault, nor is it your job to build his confidence. He has to do this for himself. And there are many things that your partner can do. Coaching on the stressors that trigger him is one of them, whether these are related to sex or not, like work stress. Through coaching, we change our thoughts and brain patterns that create the stress, the worry, the anxiety that activate our emergency response. And in doing so, we're able to activate our relaxation response, the state in which we need to be to experience pleasure and to keep an erection. Breathing exercises and other forms of relaxation can also help tremendously. I've also mentioned tapping several times on the podcast, also known as emotional freedom technique, EFT. That's another way to process emotions and reassure our nervous system. Physical exercise, meditation, mindfulness, there are plenty of things that can help. Now, during sex specifically, there are a number of things that I think can be useful. 
First of all, your partner can practice getting out of his brain and into his body by focusing on his senses. If your partner has performance anxiety and worries that he might lose his erection, practicing focusing on the pleasurable sensations in his body, on his breath, focusing on your smell, on your voice, on what he sees, on what he touches, etc., will help him step away from the thoughts that cause him to feel anxious and to lose his erection. Plus, it's a great way to enhance pleasure. I teach all my clients to practice mindfulness during sex and to be really present with their senses. Another thing you can do is to reassure your partner that when he loses his erection, the sex doesn't have to end. There are multiple ways in which you can pleasure each other, and it doesn't have to involve penetration with his penis. In fact, studies show that homosexual women have more orgasms than heterosexual women do, and there are no penises involved. He can use his hands, his mouth, you can use toys. Just show him that you're enjoying yourself and that you want to keep going. Watching you experiencing pleasure even after he loses his erection is a great way to diffuse the tension from it happening. And for all you know, the erection might come back once your partner stops pressuring himself. Also, if you keep having sex after your partner loses his erection, this will also reassure you that he does love and desire your body regardless of the blood flow in his penis, okay? Another thing you might want to try if your partner's inability to get an erection has become such a big issue that you two have been avoiding intimacy altogether is forbidding penetration for a while. Give it a time period that feels comfortable, perhaps three weeks, perhaps less. You can always extend it if need be. But why not make it a goal to have sex together, to give each other pleasure, only he's not allowed to penetrate you with his penis? This will alleviate the pressure for your partner to have an erection. And by banning penetration, you two will have to get creative and to explore other ways to have fun and pleasure each other. And by the way, not having an erection or not being allowed to use penetration doesn't mean you two can't play with his penis. The paintbrush technique, as they call it, where you use the head of the man's penis to stimulate the woman's vulva, like you're painting with a paintbrush, is one way to have a different kind of fun that involves the penis and where it doesn't have to be erect. So as you can see, a lot can be done in and out of the bedroom to handle erectile dysfunction. But what all these solutions require is open communication and intimacy between partners and a willingness to work on this. And I'm sorry to say that if your partner is unwilling to face his insecurities or to do the work to handle what causes his stress, you won't be able to tackle this on your own. And so comes the question, is this a deal breaker for me? And if you find yourself there, I did a whole episode on what to do when your partner does not satisfy you. That's episode three of the podcast. I walk you through a step-by-step -step approach to helping you decide what you want to do about it. Now, before we conclude, I want to quickly touch on something that I see in sessions with clients that is similar to the issue of erectile dysfunction, but isn't quite that. And that's when your partner doesn't stay hard long enough for you to come. You know, I coach men who come to me thinking that they have ED. They tell me that they don't last long enough, that they're unable to stay hard long enough for their female partner to reach an orgasm. And this causes a lot of pain and frustration for both partners. 
So how do you even know if it's erectile dysfunction or not? How long is an erection even supposed to last? The truth is, there is no normal duration for an erection because it all depends on a wide range of factors, both physical and psychological. But on average, studies show that without medication, a penile erection can usually last anywhere from a few minutes to about half an hour. So having an erection that, quote-unquote, only lasts, say, 10 minutes, does not qualify as erectile dysfunction. Whether you as a woman can reach an orgasm under 10 minutes is another story, and we'll talk about this in a second. But it is important to know that what you and your partner might have thought is normal could be the start of your problems. Many people's expectation of what sex should look like comes from mainstream pornography, because most of us haven't had much access to proper sexual education. But what you should know is that not only do a lot of men in porn take breaks between scenes, most porn actors take injections to last longer. Their erections aren't natural. Another thing that is also perfectly normal is losing and regaining an erection during intercourse. Like I said, the average erection can last anywhere from a couple of minutes to about half an hour. So if you and your partner have sex for a while, him not staying hard the whole time is not a sign that something went wrong. In fact, it can be a good thing. And this calls for another anecdote. I once had a partner who could stay hard for hours without a break. And not just occasionally. We used to have sex for two, two and a half hours on average, almost every day for about a year until the relationship ended. And at the time, I thought it was great that I had finally found my match and someone who I could always orgasm with because he could keep going on for what seemed like forever. But back then, I didn't know the first thing about emotions, psychology, or trauma. And what I didn't realize was that what allowed him to, quote-unquote, perform so well in the bedroom was the fact that he was completely disconnected from his body. He was numb in a way and wasn't feeling all the sensations one feels when mind, body, and soul are connected. He was incapable of connecting to himself, much less to another person. And this created a whole world of problems in the relationship. So careful what you wish for. You want to be able to come, but you also don't want a relationship with an emotionally unstable, unavailable, and avoidant man. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether your partner's erection lasts 10 minutes or two hours, as long as you're both pleasured and satisfied. The common problem I see among couples is that a large number of women are dissatisfied because they take on average three times longer to orgasm than their male partner does. And this wouldn't be a problem in itself if it wasn't for the way a majority of couples have sex. More often than not, sex quickly leads to vaginal penetration and ends when the man has ejaculated and subsequently lost his erection, which on average lasts for a little over five minutes. But women need on average 13 minutes to orgasm. So unless we change the way we think about and have sex, women will continue to be dissatisfied. And I'm going to share with you just a few things you can do to counter this issue. The list is not exhaustive, but it's a good start. First of all, you can change positions and speeds to allow your partner to last longer and avoid him coming too soon. You can make it a fun rule that you come first because you both know it will be pretty easy for him to come once you're done. 
Another thing I want to encourage you to do is to not be afraid to take your time and to ask for what you want outside of penetration. Hun, you're not taking too long to orgasm, okay? You're just a woman. And just like with erectile dysfunction, it's not because your partner's erection is gone that the sex is over. Switch between penis, hands, tongue, toys, mix it up. There doesn't have to be an order of things. Sex gets to be playful and an adventure, like a treasure hunt. Only the treasure is pleasure, connection, fun, and orgasms. Also, just be aware of the fact that you're likely going to need more time and stimulation to come than your partner, and go about your pleasure sessions together, keeping that in mind. Okay, lovelies, I hope that today's episode was useful. Like I said, erectile dysfunction is way more common than we think it is. More importantly, it has nothing to do with you, your desirability, or your ability to sexually please your man. And it's not unsolvable. There are solutions. Okay? On these wise words, I wish you a great weekend, and I'll see you next week. Bye. If you have loved this episode, please add a rating, write a review, and share it around to help spread the word to all the women out there who need to hear this. I am so grateful for you listening. And if you are ready to take this work deeper, book your discovery session with me at www.morganhorn.com. That is M-O-R-G-A-N-E-H-O-R-N.com. We will explore any issue you would like help with and you will learn all about my coaching program so you can get started on creating the sex life of your wildest dreams. I will see you there.